Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hi listeners, this is Gaz. In this episode of BB on Blast, we talk a bit about mental health. Tully discusses her experiences of living with anxiety, as do I. Now before we start, I just wanted to say we're obviously not medical professionals. So if you are struggling, please reach out for support from your doctor or a local talking therapy service because there is help available out there and the way you're feeling isn't going to last forever. Enjoy the podcast. Hello. And welcome. To a BB on Blast special. Oh, an exclusive interview. Is it exclusive yeah. if other people have interviewed that person recently? I think so, because I don't think you're going to get content like this anywhere else. And it's exclusive to BB on Blast. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we haven't had an exclusive for a long time since Cameron yeah. won Big Brother UK. Yes. I think. Uh, yeah, another example of a person who we've been rude about, who then comes on our podcast and is perfectly lovely. <laughs> Because we didn't know she was listening at the start, so God knows what we said. You love telly, so. That would always neutralise anything you had to say. Yeah. <laughs> but I, no, Tully, think... Tully, Tully's listened and you'll, you'll see what she thinks, or you'll yeah. hear what she thinks. I think after this series in particular, my respect for her has definitely grown massively. Yeah. She just is so open and honest in this interview and just, just a cool person, really. Yeah, exactly. And I just think that the breadth of topics we discussed I don't know if any other podcast will go into that it might all be about like you know Johnson's game or whatever um (laughs) we're less concerned about that so Mm. yeah I think I think this is this is unique content and it's long it's just in BB on Blast classic style what was I gonna say we recorded it pre-finale so it's (laughs) fresh-ish but yeah thanks to Sally for uh taking the time to speak to us yeah she was great Um, and we will be doing our usual podcast as well. For now, here's our chat with Tully. Hello, and welcome to another episode of BB on Blast. Woo! I'm Gaz. I'm Lindsay. I'm Tully. <laughs> wow, and this is the Tully interview special. I say interview, we don't really want it to be a formal interview, Tully. I think you get how we roll. It's more of a chat. Mm-hmm. We'll try not to make it two hours long, okay? <laughs> and we, although we sent in questions, we're not really going to, I mean, we will probably get, touch on them, but we just want to have a chat with you. <laughs> yeah, fun. I honestly, I don't even look at those questions anymore. They're usually <laughs> all the same. And from what I've found, they don't really, people don't really stick to them anyway. Like you, mm. start, you get talking, you get in a role, you kind yeah. of go with that rather than sticking to your list of questions. <laughs> I appreciated them nonetheless. <laughs> so tell who's drinking wine. We don't have yeah, wine. It's, the, it's, the, it's the morning. It wouldn't really be acceptable to be drinking over here now, right? right. 
I mean, know. I'm disappointed because the last two episodes, you guys have been absolutely sloshed. And I was really, I was really enjoying as you guys got drunker and drunker oh. and oh, no. more, yet, more right? loose lips. And, you know, things happen like parasols and like there's fires oh. and there's umbrellas and there's boyfriends yelling in the background. I quite like that whole experience. It's not too early for mimosa. We can have mimosa or like a Bloody Mary, can't we? Uh, yes, I just didn't buy anything in though, so I haven't got the stuff. I mean, if right now I'd have to probably go for rum, and I think <laughs> that's a bit far. <laughs> Tully, well, I was... it's eight. It's eight p.m. here on a Sunday, so <laughs> I am allowed to have a wine. Of course, you are. Tully, yeah, I was, I was more, out. I was mortified when you said you were listening because I thought, oh no, what the hell have I said? Because um, <laughs> we do, we are quite rude and we are quite indiscreet, and I'm very aware that. These people are your friends. <laughs> so just get the apology out of the way up front. <laughs> Look, as I've said a few times now, I think after my first time round on the show, there is nothing that I could hear or read mm. that would affect me. Like I've seen and read it all. The, mm. the, the worst, most horrific vitriol, um, death threats, you know, jokes about my my mother who died. Oh, like wow. I've seen and read it all. So mm. I'm, I've got pretty thick skin. And you guys all, you know, you say it in jest, you say it with love. You don't, you're not really being malicious. And lately with, with the episodes, the people that you're, you know, not too happy with, I can, I can get on board. So <laughs> no apology oh, necessary. Interesting. <laughs> Go on, Gaz, what, have you, what do you want to say? I don't know, but that just leads me to ask, like, what is going on there? Like, um, how are the connections, like, since leaving? Obviously, we're not particularly, I would say, we're obviously OG biased, um, as you yourself probably are as an OG. And the, the finale looks like it's going to be mostly newbies. It doesn't please us too much. Like, uh, how, how is it for you guys to host the house? Um, I mean, it's been a wild ride. There's literally a whole other big brother going on in the WhatsApp group chat. Cool. And it's, it's all, it's always the case. And we had such a long lead time between mm. filming, wrapping and the show going to air. So for like a good six, seven months, it was all sunshine and rainbows in that group chat. It was the bloody Brady bunch. We were all just getting along <laughs> and really excited to see each other and, you know, hanging out and sending each other support and love. And then as soon as the show started to air, it was like, okay, now it's getting tense. We had a few people leave the chat, um, which is always to be expected. I think Josh was the first to <laughs> tap out. Oh, um, is anyone surprised by that though? <laughs> I never met the guy. I, he was out before I was in. So oh, I of course. I haven't met him yet. I haven't even met the guy. I heard a lot about him, um, <laughs> but it was wild to watch how it actually all played out. But you know what? I, I've i actually, in the last couple of days, especially speaking to some of the newbies, I'm actually now feeling really sad and disappointed at how it's all kind of playing out, mainly on social media. But I just feel like I was once a newbie, you know, and mm. I copped so much backlash and so much trolling and the fact that these newbies are copying it so hard purely for the fact that there is just so much love for us like yeah. it's not they can do nothing right like Taras, Alicia, Johnson are all playing an amazing game they've all made huge moves it doesn't matter no one cares about the fact that they've played a great game because all they're thinking about is you got rid of Tully you got rid of Drew you yeah. got rid of Tim and yeah. it's been really tough for the OG, for the newbies they haven't received the kind of <laughs> love and support that we have mm. it's like they were never gonna they, I, I feel bad for them because they're not having the, the experience they should be having purely because they're up against OGs and that really hurts my heart like I spoke to Alicia and she's been copying it and I but the why? last thing in the world I would want people just I don't know I don't know whether the 
you know, there's just people can't see past OGs versus newbies. Mm. And, you know, if you come for Reggie, then you're dead to everybody mm. kind well, of thing. Fair. And <laughs> yeah. God forbid, you you know, you come for Reggie ever, ever you know. <laughs> She's the untouchables, the untouchables. They've not done anything wrong except play the game and maybe be, to us, a bit more boring than the OGs. Obviously, we wanted to see the OGs stick together, but the reason the OGs imploded is the OGs' fault. No offence. Tim, (laughs) I would say. Oh, no. Tim, I would say, is the main instigator to that. So it's not the newbies' fault that they capitalised on it. They have more people and they got rid of OGs. If you'd all kept as a tight group, it wouldn't have happened Mm. that way. You're telling me, like, here I am, right, rocking up. And as soon as I realized that there was Tim and Drew, both from my season, there was no one else in that house that had that connection, right? You had Estelle and Layla, who were the two from the same season, but they were only two and Layla went quite early. So I thought, oh, well, this is a no-brainer. The three of us are going to be a watertight alliance and we're going to just pick, pick everyone else off. And then, of course, my very first week, I realized that neither of those two fuckers were interested in playing with me. Uh, had no interest. In fact, there's still, I need to speak to Joel at the finale, but there he's come out and said that they pulled him aside and said, basically, you need to get rid of Tully because we can't. Um, <laughs> so they were trying to get rid of me, like, from day one. But why? <laughs> I just, those two, I don't know, they don't like, oh, it's interesting, it's so complex. Like, my relationship with both of those men is so complex. I, and I, I just think jeal- I think they're jealous of you and the, the airtime you get. <laughs> I just think that they, they kind of cramp their style. Like it's kind of I kind of feel like an annoying little sister by this point. It's like trying to hang out with my brothers and they're like, no, fuck off. Like just that, don't play so, with us. And we play very different games. I'm very emotional, very reactive, a heart player, hmm. and they're both head players. So well, when know. they had that advert though that had you, Tim, and Drew in the diary room. That was what everyone wanted to see. That got people so excited, like, oh, my God, the three of them together again and, the co- you know, the conflict as well as the friendship. That was what we wanted to see. So to see Drew just go off and be snogging Sam in the corner and Tim, like, just starting on you already, it was just like, no, this isn't what we want. <laughs> oh, that that scene, that it was so funny to watch it back and I'm so glad they aired it the way they aired it because I was hoping they would. But that morning, it was my second or third day and I was just feeling really like a spare part. Like it was really hard for me. I came in late um, for reasons that I'm not supposed to talk about, but it was out of my control and it was never the plan. I was always supposed to come in night one. Okay. So Drew was supposed to surprise me. Wow. And things happened that, you know, we, we can't help. And I was came, was coming in late. I knew, you know, every night that I was in hotel quarantine, I was like another night, another night of bonding, another night of mm. getting to know you games, another night of Alliance chats. And I know how imperative those first few days are in that house because I've done it before. And I was just experiencing severe anxiety, severe FOMO. You know, I'd gone from being so excited and feeling so ready to do this again and so positive and like, you know what, I'm grounded, I'm older, I'm wiser, I've got this. And then having that um, last little hurdle, it really put me in a, a bad headspace. I was like, this is, do I even want to come in late? Like, I don't know if I can do this. And to come in late, have no one with me because everybody else came in with at least a buddy, you know, come in like that see Drew, Drew's already got Sam, you know, second or third day, Tim's coming at me. I was really isolated and really alone. And they didn't show how hard my first two weeks were, but I had no friends. Like Mm. the newbies were impenetrable. Like I was trying and I knew that I was going to be shocking at the challenges. Like I, 
I'm usually generally quite a fit person, but we'd been in lockdown here in Melbourne for like two years straight. I hadn't seen a gym since like 2019. So, I mean, I, you know, during lockdown, I went through those phases where I got really, really fit. And then I got really like, you know, started baking too much. No one had the stamina to keep those home workouts going. No, I was like, I had the best ass of my life for a while there. Cause I was doing a hundred, I think I was doing a hundred squats a day. Ridiculous. Anyway, oh, wow. so I wasn't fit. Um, I'm terrible with numbers and I knew I would suck at the strategy side of things. So I knew that my social game was going to be all I had really. And so to come in late on the back foot, the newbie OG Alliance was already so strong. Like I really said, I think I even said in my pre interviews that I was like, I really hope it isn't like that because that's really cliche, really predictable, yeah. really boring. Um, I, but by the time I got in there, it was too late. The, the Berlin Wall the nat- was up yeah. and I was like, <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't get into the other side. It's kind of the natural order of things. Um, I don't know if you're really allowed to answer this, but um, did you really not know Tim and Drew were going to be there? <laughs> I knew when they asked me to come back that if they were asking me, so the producers gave me no information. Um, I've since heard that Tim managed to squeeze out a little bit from them, but of course it's Tim. Um, I was given nothing and, but I, I'm smart and, you know, this isn't my first rodeo and with the resurgence of reality TV here in Australia, especially for the last couple of years, you know, we've had MasterChef all-stars, we've had Survivor, you know, contenders versus champs. There's been a lot of kind of bringing these old contestants back. Um, yeah. It's kind of a trend. And so I knew if they were asking me to come back, I'm not just going to be one random sure. ex-housemate coming in. There's like, a dynamic there. It's a no sense. On, right? mm. yeah. yeah. So I figured it was either going to be all all-stars, in which mm. case Tim Dormer would absolutely be there, sure. or half, half you know, mm. ex-housemates, half newbies, in which case Tim Dormer would absolutely be there. So I knew... <laughs> I knew in my heart that Tim would be there. Yeah. I was prepared for Tim. Mm. But Drew has always, mm. always... On my yes, own podcast. I heard him say it on your podcast. Would mm. never go back. Mm. Nothing not to do with you years. being there or not. But yeah. Not in a million years. Couldn't so pay changed? me enough money in the world. Uh, yeah. You know, he denies the fact that he ever did the first time round. You know, if people, <laughs> see him in the sh- if people see him in the street and they're like, are you Drew from Big Brother? He's, he's often, he's like, no, no. And keeps walking. So I really just didn't think he would. I thought that mm. I knew they weren't offering us you know, a chunk of money. I knew that because I'd already tried to get yeah. a chunk of money. Good. And so I was like, unless they're giving him 30K or something mm. to come mm. back, he just won't do it. Mm. Um, he loves his job. You know, he loves his new career. Uh, he's really moved on from that whole thing. Mm. Whereas I've very much stayed in the media, mm. in the Big Brother family. You know, I've, I live and breathe Big Brother. I, I really love it. And mm. he just was never like that. So I truly was surprised. The only thing... Oh God, sniffed into the microphone. <laughs> the only, there are a few things in hindsight that made, that made me sort of question it leading up to it. First of all, um, because I came in late, I actually spent my birthday in hotel quarantine and I didn't hear from him. And over the years, no matter what, what's gone down or what's happening, I always hear from him on my birthday mm-hmm. And I thought, that's fucking interesting. Mm. Like, where the fuck Mm. are you? Why haven't you texted me? Mm. Um, And then the first I knew for sure was I was waiting in the diary room and I had a producer holding me back, um, about to shove me down the hallway for that, you know, (laughs) slow-mo stomping that they do. Yeah. Oh my God, that footage. I'm like, does she ever get down the hallway? She just constantly (laughs) slow-mo walking down there. Um, 
and he had a set of cans on and he was obviously communicating with a bunch of people mm. and right as he before he pushed me in I heard through his headset Cameron Drew Cameron <laughs> Drew and I was Spoiler. like <laughs> talk about ruining their own game there as well yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's why I'm not like <gasps> You know, when I come yeah. around the corner, I kind yeah. of had a split second to sure. uh, to yeah. register. Run, to turn me, around and run the other way. To me, <laughs> to me, he didn't look shocked either. I think he maybe had a heads up from Tim or something. because he didn't. No, in the same way that I knew that Tim Dolan would be back, he knew yeah. that I would be back. Yeah. Like, he knows I live and breathe the show. I've said publicly many times that I would love to do it again. So he was... He actually said that he was he was surprised I wasn't in there when he got in there. He's like, oh, what? Especially with him being in there, because there's no way he would be in there without you being there. Whereas you, thank would... you so much. Well, it's true. Yeah. It's true. I think they you... could have Tully without Drew. I don't yeah. think they could have Drew there's, without. There's no point to Drew without <laughs> Tully, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Drew. I'm glad, I'm glad you guys said that, and I didn't have to say that. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, to me, it felt like even the first series, he didn't really seem to want to be. Not that he didn't want to be there, but just like. He was just like, no, go with the flow. So the second time, again, he didn't really seem interested in like playing the game. He was just like, I don't know, there to He's look too cool for school, no? Yeah. <laughs> he, funny story, funny anecdote about old mate, um, <laughs> big Tony Tones, Anthony Drew. He, the first time round, he almost didn't make it on. So he was literally almost not cast. And in fact, even funnier, Lisa Fardy, who was a junior producer, our first time round, uh, who is now the EP of the Big Brother. She's the one that gave us, you know, all the wow. phone call and said, come back. And we were like, oh, for you, Lisa, anything. <laughs> she had to convince Alex Mavridakis, who was the our old executive producer, that Drew was worth it. And to do that, they had a last-minute Skype call mm. where basically a bunch of producers were watching from the wings and all Drew did that whole time was flirt with Lisa and that's how he got on the show. So <laughs> Sounds about thing, right. His thing, I mean, I know you have a crush on him when let's not pretend. Yeah. So I listen. I, I used to. I used to. I used to. I used to think he was the most gorgeous man alive, as I'm sure you did at one point. Um, but not anymore. He, he, I do think, I do still have a soft spot for him, but I know he is a twat as well. I'm not that's what you say. He has that. he has the whole tall, dark, handsome, baby blue eyes. There was a fucking Facebook group that was just literally Drew's blue eyes. It was not it wasn't a, it wasn't a Drew Facebook fan group, it was his eyes Facebook fan group. I I, I might actually join was that in that fan group. <laughs> I he think has... every everyone has a soft spot for a broody, you know, moody, <laughs> fucked up, tortured kind of guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. stomps around with his leather jacket and his rings and he's like, baby girl, and then fucks you over. Like, everyone has a thing for that. Yeah, but this time around, I really, it's a shame because it kind of ruined my feeling about him in the first season where I just loved him. So now I'm just like, oh, I can kind of see him for sort of what he is a bit more. Like, he, he does just want to get with anyone and he is just a bit you know selfish and stuff like that no that's not you saying that that's that's be beyond blast opinion but we do still we wanted drew to stay in because we wanted the drama <laughs> yeah and you know what i do think and we felt this in the house when he came back from the mainframe yeah it's tough i love the guy i want nothing but the best for him you know i don't want to drag him and a lot mm, of the interviews no. i did they wanted me to be like yeah he stabbed you in the back he betrayed yeah. you he used you blah 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 what do you think about him but mm. i refuse to do that because it is a game at the end of the day and we've been through too fucking much yeah to and just we slag him off now but 
first couple of weeks, I think we all go through withdrawals in there, right? Mm. Whether you are a a coffee drinker, a smoker, whatever, Mm. everyone's going through a period of like, okay, we now can't eat the food we usually eat. We don't get to sleep when we want to sleep. We don't get coffee, blah, blah, blah. He was going through a pretty hectic withdrawal the first couple of weeks and he was an absolute fucking asshole. (laughs) And because we have that. Yeah, that's us from what? (laughs) Smoking for one, he. You're you know, not allowed to was, smoke in the new Big Brother. Not at all. Abs- we've never been able to smoke in Big Brother. Oh, okay. We have in, in the UK. <laughs> no. have like a smoking area in the garden. You used to no, have no, smoke no, no, in no. the house in the UK back in the yes. No, never, band, never. Lord, Australia yeah. have really hectic uh, laws about showing or glamorizing smoking. Mm. Um, you oh. won't see anyone in any soap smoking mm. ever. Interesting. Um, but how but, about when it comes to like a movie or whatever? It's obviously accepted then, though, or do they blur it out? <laughs> No, I mean, in movies and stuff, it's a bit different, but like yeah. in, in your home and away is in your neighbors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if someone's smoking, it's always like, you know. The baddie. Yeah, they're being busted or like they're having like, they're having a mental breakdown or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're told to cut all our vices a month out so that we mm. don't go through these withdrawals yeah. um, in okay. the house. But he was still, uh, he told me he was having sneaky cigarettes in hotel quarantine in the shower, like blowing it up into the, yeah. so he went through it and then he kind of came out of it and then he had Sam. Mm. And then once he came out of the mainframe, I don't know whether he kind of felt really grateful for a second chance and actually appreciative of what the fuck he was doing, but he had a complete shift and mood change. And he was actually the guy that I recognized mm. from that point onwards. Mm. So we kind of, we were getting along from mainframe onwards. Okay. Yeah, we apart saw from that. Failing, was... Apart from failing to have your back and not being a complete peach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what sucks about that? Everything. What hurt me? <laughs> no, because what hurts me about my eviction was two things. Tim, who's no, no one's surprised, but I did grab Tim. They didn't show this. They showed me pulling Tim for a chat one time, but there was another chat that we had they didn't show where I was, I grabbed Tim and I said, Tim, like, I know you have your other stuff going on. I know you've got secret alliances that we don't know about, but I really need you. He goes, Tulls, oh my God, don't. Of course, of course I've got you. Don't be ridiculous. And I burst into tears because I was so relieved because I really didn't think that I could count on Tim. And he made me feel like I could count on him. And I felt really relieved. And then the other thing that hurt me was that I pulled Drew for that chat in the treehouse where I basically got, got in my knees and said, look, I've done you a million one favors. I've saved your ass. I've saved your girlfriend a couple of times. I didn't want to have to have to ask for the favor to be returned, but here I am. Um, I'm on my knees. Think of the nine years. Like mm. I'm asking you to do me this one fucking favor. I'm like, you're safe. No one's even talking about you. It's me or Johnson. And I know you and Johnson are friends, but I fucking need you today. Yeah. And he didn't make any promises. You know, he said, look, Tiles, if you can get the majority, let, let me know. And I'll, and I'll, I'll do you the favor. And I was like, mm. right. Okay, great. So then I ran around like a headless chook thought I had the majority because Estelle, Gabby, Tim had all said, and Reggie had all said that they would support me. Uh, but he still hadn't come back and given me a, a, a definite answer. So had he left it at that, I wouldn't have expected anything from him because he hadn't given me his word. Mm-hmm. But he went sure. out of his way to come and find me in the bedroom. Yeah, the that bedroom moment, That moment where he puts his hands on my face mm-hmm. and he says, I've got you, Tiles, I've got yeah. you. What a fucker! Why? <laughs> you didn't have to do that. That 
and then stabbed me in the back. What? That he, felt think- malicious and personal yeah. and unnecessary. Did he mean it at the time? And then in the moment, I was going to ask. Or- yeah, did he change? No, he his told mind me. He PR? told me afterwards. No, he told me afterwards that he said that because he was worried that I was organizing a blindside on him. So he <sighs> wanted me. To, he he didn't want me to go around and try and pull anything crazy last minute. He wanted me to feel comfortable enough that I wouldn't be trying to pull any other crazy moves. And then when he starts choking up in the diary room, I still <laughs> bless my dumb dumb socks. I still thought he was choking up because he was going to have to fuck over Johnson. Little did I know that he was crying because he felt guilty that he was about to stab me in the back while looking at me in the face and telling me he loves me. Like, fuck me. It just, it it makes no sense because you have that inbuilt loyalty with people you've known for years and years. Doesn't matter if you've had a fractured relationship here and there. That's an, Mm. they always say in all big brothers, that's like such a benefit. Like when you have like your sister in the house or a friend in the house or, to get rid of that, to throw that away. I mean, Drew literally went the next day, didn't he? <laughs> Sorry. And what does he say? What does he say as I'm leaving? He said, I'll see you in a week. Yeah. yeah. Was like, <laughs> that was our picture of our podcast that week. I was like, thank fuck. Yes. He, mine. I, I still, and you know what? Again, like this just shows a kind of like, I want, you know, when you have those people in your life and you want them to be better, you really do. <laughs> and you you give them over <laughs> the doubt and you you just really want them to do better, be better. I hadn't even figured out what happened until I came back to the compound the next day to film on my post interview stuff. I still couldn't figure out who flipped on me. I still oh. thought that Drew had stuck to his word because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> and I was like, cause I, I'm hugging Gabby goodbye. And I said, what mm. happened? And Gabby said, Tim. Mm. And I was like, okay. So I knew Tim had flipped, but I couldn't figure out the others. I couldn't figure out where, where it'd gone wrong. And then once I was told, I was like, that mother fucker. <laughs> That motherfucker. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and again, had he left it ambiguous? Fair play. Sure. He didn't he didn't yeah. promise me anything. It's that's the fine. deception that's the problem, isn't it? Especially it in was such the a kind of like heart manipulation. Felt. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the come yeah. here, come here. I've got you, baby girl. Mm. Like, oh suck yeah. my fucking dick, honestly. Just <laughs> suck it. Suck uh, it. I mean that I'd say that was the tipping point in the game. And then the OGs were just going, going, going after that. So because he could have really done with my point the next week. Yeah, right? that, was, that was Absolutely. perfect when he said that. It's just and like- if he if he had saved me against after Taras had put me up and mm. it was him and Taras in the chairs, you best believe I'm putting a point on Taras. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Like it would have been yeah. easy. Even even though I did, I did want to outlast Drew, mm. had it played out the way it ended up playing out, Drew would have had my point and he would have been saved. Mm. Well, I think reputationally, <laughs> post-season, you I think people who perhaps didn't like you the first season would definitely like you now and people who liked you in the first season probably don't like you anymore not that I'm making it a versus thing but um uh oh hold on this thing's coming oh, out we, just this running out. we thought we'd hack the system so, so we might have to do exactly. it in and out oh no but um I well, think- let's, <laughs> talk to, let's talk till the end of it and then you yeah. guys can yes yeah, it's so annoying sorry about that we're very unprofessional no stress um, but I think uh yeah, I think you only improved your perception to people. And I think others, others, not just Drew, their stock has dropped a little bit. <laughs> no names. It's been, it's, it's been <laughs> super interesting to, because you just don't know, right? You just don't know how it's going to go mm. down. And I had so many reservations. I was so f- terrified, literally terrified. It's been really fucking hard, this mm. whole thing for me. It has not been a piece of cake because, you know, I have so much to lose. I, I, yeah. I had... I went in the first time. I blew my life up. I managed to salvage my reputation, make a career in Australia, change people's perceptions to then go back 
you know, I, it could just, I could ruin everything that I've built over the last mm-hmm. nine years. It could, it could just gone any which way. And then to come in late, you know, to have this whole, you know, Drew's new girlfriend thing. I knew in the experience, I was, I was really anxious because every time I was called into the diary room, rather than it being like, Tully, like, how was your day today? Or Tully, you know, how'd you go on the challenge or who are you going to put up? It was like, so Tully, what do you, what, how do you feel about Sam and Drew? Mm. Or so Sam and Drew had a conversation this morning, blah, 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 blah. What are your thoughts on that? And I was literally putting my foot down because I'm not, I'm older and wiser and I'm not going to be taken for a fucking fool. And I literally put my foot down and said, Hey uh, guys, I'm not going to answer any more questions about Drew and Sam. Um, If you want to talk to me about my game and my day, that's great. But because I knew I could see, I could foreshadow how they're going to cut it up. Mm, And I was like, I'm not having you make me look like I'm obsessed Mm. or that I'm hung up. Mm. or that I'm bitter, or that I'm angry, mm. or that I'm sad. So it was tough. It was it was tough in there. And so I just, I didn't know how they're going to cut it all together, no. you know. And it, and the trailers were. <laughs> Sensationalised. Something, something else. <laughs> Using audio from 2013 and putting it over footage from this year. Shut up. That oh, was wow. a hard, a hard pill to swallow. That was, that was pretty tough. Is that even allowed? Allowed, yeah. <laughs> Broadcasting. It's standards. like you know, I came out and I and I said to my, we see like the wellness chick the day after you're evicted, who's fucking amazing, by the way. Shout out to Sarah if you're listening. Um, she's incredible, and you know, I said I'm really proud of myself. It was fucking hard. I was up against it on more than one level. You know, it's not normal to live with your ex boyfriend no. in, in no. that, that kind of environment. Ever. And, Alone with some, with him getting off with somebody else the whole time. And yeah. I, it's also not normal to, I couldn't even vocalize how that made me feel with my friends, with Gab, with no. Estelle, with Alicia, because that audio and mm. that footage would be used yeah. in a different mm. way. Yeah. And so I was having to internalize everything. Mm. And that's wow. not healthy no. to be like yeah. pushing so much shit down. No. And, you know, and there were a few other things where it really did feel sometimes like my brother didn't like me, mm. you know, like everybody with the temptation week, everybody saw a video from home, except for me. Yeah. Every single housemate with the ball pit, every single person that chose temptation got a burger, a pie of something. I got a cabbage and there were just <laughs> these constant things where I was like, you're mm. trying to get a reaction out of me. Mm. You're trying to get a Tully 2013 tantrum yeah. Yeah, out sure. of me. And that was hard. That was hard to to deal with and just cop. I just I felt like I was just getting punched every day. I was just copping every single mm. thing on the chin. And that's it's exhausting, you know. Do you think that's because you weren't playing ball in the diary room, maybe giving them that that they were? I was I was pulled up by I was actually I twice I had a talking to, and they basically said, and I get it, it's fuck, it's tough. I get it. They basically were like, and this is fair play. They're like, Tully, if you don't give us your opinion Mm. or your perspective on this Mm. someone else will Mm. so either you tell your side of the story and how you feel like it's (laughs) they need to make a show right I get Mm. that but I just all I wanted to do my my all I wanted to do was come back and play on my own I wanted to play my own game on my own two feet without a ball and chain Mm. and to come back and never be able to do that never have a chance to Mm. do that was hard was rough mm. I had three beautiful days when he was in that mainframe and then it just <laughs> chef's kiss they were great yeah I was really sort of rooting for you to get that as well and for you to be the one that outlasted 
would have been such well, a good I did moment. technically, guys. I'm I'm fucking sticking with that. I I technically, and you know what? That was fucking hard. Like, like you called it every time there's a challenge, we're all one by one called into the diary room to ask. <laughs> I guess, I guess it's in case any of us win, right? So they get kind of their admin out of the way. And we're called into the diary right. room and they say, who, if you win today, who will you put up? Every, every challenge. And my dream three, and I don't know if this is going to go down well or not, but my, like, I'd fantasize, right? If I could, because I've never, in both seasons, I never got to make any big moves. I never pulled any, you know, I was always just like, oh, can't we all just be friends? I was never a strategic player. So I'd have these moments of like, wow, if I won, you know, what would I do? What would I do? What would be some <laughs> amazing move? And I'd often fantasize about putting Drew, Tim and Reggie up. Oh, <laughs> now obviously Reggie's a safe vote. I know they don't exist, but he <laughs> was to squish either or out. Yeah, yeah I yeah. really felt that if I managed to get one of those boys out, like that's fucking iconic. That would have been great yeah. for yeah. me. For that would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> so, would you not have worried about like what the public thought the about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And also, see, I'm, I'm more fucking talk. I'm all bark, no bite. Like <laughs> I, I'd go in there and I'd say this, but I still would do anything for those boys. I really would. And and I, you know, I love Tim and I'm kind of similar to Estelle and that all I ever wanted to do is, is play with Tim. Just mm. because it, I feel, again, you know, I feel like this little kid at playgroup and I just mm. want to share my toys with Tim and he just has no interests. But I try every day. I try. <laughs> I'm like, truck, you know, ball. Do you want to? No, not today. Yeah. All right. I tried. Oh, Tim really um, brings that playgroup energy as well. <laughs> he does. He has, this, he has this amazing knack of like, you you fear him, you love him, you know, you desperately want him to like you. Mm. But then but then some days you're like, you're actually the, the so awful. Like mm. you're so mean. <laughs> but yet I still want to impress you. Like how can I be your friend? Yeah. Let me be your friend. Um so I had all these dreams and stuff, but it did get to a point where I was like, I actually need Drew to go so that I can play my own game, which yeah. is why. So putting that point in him, you know, for the snap eviction, what they didn't show was that that wasn't, I wasn't the last vote. Like I didn't just hop on the bandwagon. Mm. It was already going. Mm. Sure. I actually voted quite early on in the piece. It was still anybody's game. JC could have gone. Alicia could have gone. I think JC, Alicia and Drew all had a point or two on them. So, you know, a lot of people on Twitter are saying, you know, it wasn't a big move. She wasn't doing anything. He was already going by a landslide. It's like, no, actually I put, stuck my neck out and mm. I, I risked it by putting my point on him. Um, and that took a lot out of me. Physically, emotionally, mm. mentally, mm. as we all saw, you know, the infamous up against the glass, like Kim Kardashian oh God, ugly crying. Really broke me that. So oh yeah, Gaz was crying. And I really felt for you in, in that situation, knowing that you then had to deal with him coming back. You can see, I think if you've followed along for, you know, the nine years and or you know me at all, it was hard for me to watch that back because you can see I'm in actual turmoil. Like I'm struggling with my decision, even though I wanted to do it, even though it was best for my game, or was it? Who knows? Even though I wanted to do it and I was trying to make a big move, I still care about the guy. I still want the best for him. You know, as we've seen, he says jump and I often say how high still. So to it really felt like a really important life-changing moment mm-hmm. of me kind of cutting that fucking tie for once and mm-hmm. for all getting rid of the emotional manipulation, getting rid of this feeling of being duty bound to him. You know, I mm. felt like I had to do yeah. what I had to do to protect mm. him all the time. And I felt free. I did. I was sad. 
And I felt guilty because that was his chance of, you know, a quarter of a million dollars. But I felt free for mm. three yeah. days. And then they Which took explains, it back off you. <laughs> yeah. And it entirely explains the context of that, that reaction. Like mm. hearing you say that now, it makes so much sense. Mm. Oh, I was taught. I, I, again, I'm all barking about I wanted to do it. And I, then I did it. And immediately I felt sick about it. And it was him. You know, when you're feeling upset and then someone says, oh, are you okay? And it makes you more upset. Mm. Yeah. When I put my point at him and he said, proud of you. Hmm. <laughs> we are going to drop uh, off, so we're going to have to hold on. Yeah, less than a minute. Less than a minute. That was yeah. quick. Should we, should we go and come back? <laughs> yeah. Does anyone need, I'll need a new link? I'll need yeah. a new link. It's the same link. It's our personal meeting link. It's oh, okay, cool. Up meeting, so All right. Cool. Be, be right back. All right. BRB. Hello. Welcome to part two. Sorry. Zoom <laughs> sucks. Gaz, you got a question. <laughs> Yeah, I do. Um, I wanted to talk to you, Tully, about like anxiety. As someone who has dealt with anxiety myself, I had a, a, a ton of therapy lately, and I know you're like really pro therapy, and you're yeah. like fully into you know facing your anxieties and stuff. That environment must be really hard for someone living with anxiety. So, how do you? Obviously, you haven't. You maybe haven't got your coping mechanisms um, that no. are outside of the house. How do you get on in there? Do you know oh, what? Also, I... um, I've joined you for, for with a beer, by the way, because I can't be oh! drinking by yourself because it's now like nearly twelve. <laughs> oh, it's lunchtime. No one it's told lunchtime me. Beers. <laughs> no one told me. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, drink, Lindsay. Go on. Here, if you just hold a glass up, Lindsay, I'll just give. I'll, I'll pour through the screen. Um, yeah, that's a really interesting question, Gaz. It, I didn't know I had anxiety until after. The first time round. So mm-hmm. I had grown up a really anxious kid. Like in hindsight, again, hindsight's yeah. 2020. And I think sure. us as a generation now. How old are you guys? 36. Um, he's 36. I'm 42. I'm old. You're not 42. <laughs> I am. Oh my God. You look like 20 years younger. Oh, thanks. Oh <laughs> well, I'm I'm 35 in October, so similar age to you guys. And I think yeah. that as a generation now, it's just something we know more about, right? Sure. Whereas when I was a little kid, my parents are a bit older, you know, dad's 75 now, mum's obviously passed away, but they didn't know anything about anxiety or mental health or anything like that. So when I was coming home and, you know, I, oh God, I was, I feel sad for little Tully because she was constantly worried for everything and everyone. She was never relaxed. She was never peaceful. Yeah. I'd lie in bed at night and I was convinced that someone in my family was going to get cancer and die. And I would make deals with God that it would be me and not my family. I would make all these deals. I'd make all these deals at night in my bed. I'd be like, okay, so I know someone in my family is going to get a disease and they're going to die. Can, can it just be me and no one else, you know? And I'd, oh my God, I'd make dad go out into the garden and check for snakes because I'm terrified of snakes. And I was convinced there were snakes living in my garden. Um, you know, I'd watch the news and there'd be an exp- a gas explosion or a bushfire and it would bring me to tears and I'd be so worked up and so stressed about those poor people in that country or that city or that town, you know, what are they going to do, mummy? Like, you know, they haven't got any homes anymore and they have no clothes and how are they going to, you know, I was just so worried and about everything mm. and everyone. Um, and my parents tried everything, you know, bless them. Again, at the time, it was just a different generation and, and they're from a different generations. So I had a dream catcher, you know, to try and suck out all my bad dreams and my anxiety. I had worry dolls, worry wart dolls, 
where you have you guys know what those yeah, are? Yeah, I used to know what that is. Yeah, I don't know what if it's an that? old wives' tale yeah. or if it's a, I don't know what, what culture it stems yeah. from, but there are these ugly little fucking things. I don't even know what they're made of. And you buy them, they're little, little, I don't know, I have to look this up. They're hard but to they were these little, yeah, they were these little handmade dolls. And okay. the, the idea was that you'd put them under your pillow at night and they would like take all your worries away. Sure. So my parents old wives' tales, like, kind of yeah, things. Yeah, probably something that was be- passed did, down. Yeah, do you think they believed that, or was it just something they thought, well, this will help our child? You know, think I think they were hoping like that it would that it would help me. Um, okay. You know, if I thought something else was taking them away, that they'd go away magically. But mm, I was just sure. such an anxious kid all the time about everything. I went to a, a preschool, and God, it would it would never fly now. But if you had been a naughty boy or girl for whatever reason, you'd get a black permanent marker spot on your hand. Oh and I was the sweetest, most innocent child. I hated getting in trouble, but I was so terrified at the prospect of getting that black spot on my hand that I started vomiting on the way to preschool every morning because oh. I was so worked up about it. Wow. Yeah, and my parents couldn't figure out. Do you know what I mean? Like just. Yeah just such an anxious kid. Mm-hmm. And so, but it wasn't really until, you know, I think my anxiety would flare up at kind of moments you'd expect it to, you know, when my mom was diagnosed with early onset dementia, um, when I went through my first big breakup, um, I remember I had my first ever panic anxiety attack um, during my uni exams. And I was in the supermarket and trying to pick a pasta sauce and suddenly I was just so overwhelmed at the amount of choices and the different brands and it was all too much for me my hearing went my vision went and I was just hyperventilating so but I still didn't really quite know that it was anxiety because I'd always just sort of dealt with it I just thought that I was just a fucking stressed child no one tells you how what that is and how to recognize it either and also still back then that was when I was 20 we still weren't talking about it like we talk about it now and we weren't sharing these moments or these you know oh do you have that as well I get that too you know there was no kind of understanding of it um so it wasn't until post big brother the first time round where my life was literally falling apart at the seams and I was in a really dark place that I knew I had to see a psychologist Mm -hmm. and they were like, you have severe anxiety. You probably had generalized anxiety since you were a little girl. And I was like, oh, fuck, now I have a name to it. And once I had a name to it, it kind of, so many other things fell into place. And I could look back on all those little things when I was, you know, a little girl and be like, fuck me. I was just a really anxious fucking kid, like so anxious. Um, But I didn't really kind of have it under control until post-show. And looking back, I so wish that I had, I had more understanding of it because I could have, you know, as you said before, Gaz, like you'd learn through therapy, self-soothing techniques, you know, what works for you, whether it's a guided meditation, whether it's you having to physically remove yourself and go for a walk, get your shoes, take your shoes off, get your feet, you know, in the ground, in the soil, in the ocean, wherever it needs to be, Whether whether it's music, whether it's breathing techniques, whether it's whatever it works for you. Yeah. And had I had those and also medication, you know, I have Valium that I use when I'm, when I have a panic attack or an anxiety, a bad anxi- anxiety day that I can't self-soothe and it kind of builds and it builds and it builds and it gets to the point where I'm 
not able to self-soothe anymore, that's when I resort to to medications kind of only for emergencies Mm. because it is very addictive, you know, and you don't want it to be a a crutch because it can very easily. So I'm kind of at that place where I'm resisting kind of going on medication where at the the point I was at the point where I felt like I needed it, but I also didn't want to be stuck on it because you have to take a lot of antidepressants long term. Yeah. I've been I've been there a couple of times too where my anxiety has been so bad and my doctor and my psychologist has been like you know maybe you should consider some regular anti-anxiety medication um but same as you guys like I just the thought of being reliant on something every day that changes me in that way I I really I wanted to do everything in my power to work through it before resorting to that Mm. and there's been twice in my life where I've gotten it's been really bad and I've I've literally been days away from going you know what no give me the meds and I've just come through the other side yeah um it's because when you're stuck in that that little spiral in that moment you can't really see a way out and then you want to reach for that to get you out of course but then when you do come out you're like actually no this isn't forever. <laughs> but I think I, also, I think it's worth medication is helpful and it, it can yeah, be sure. that, that break in that cycle mm-hmm. that you need, mm-hmm. you know, you might just need to take the one Valium and break that vicious cycle and, you know, pause that panic attack for you to get a clear head the next day and actually feel a lot brighter and better. Mm-hmm. There's no harm. I think there's, there's, there's still so much stigma around antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication and I think it, we really need to work on on eradicating that because Valium at certain points in my life has been an absolute godsend and it's it's made me be able to get through the day to the next day. And often, you know, you wake up the next day and the next day is brighter. It, it usually is. But sometimes it can feel like that day when you're stuck in it is never ending. You can't eat. You can't do it. You can't focus on anything. You know, it's debilitating. You can't work you know, you're a terrible partner, you're a terrible friend. You just want to shut the whole world away. Mm. And I, I, I'm sad that I didn't have my mental health under control the first time around, because I think that, you know, this, this label that I've, I've lived with for, you know, my whole life, hurricane Tully, typhoon Tully, Tully is insane. Tully is crazy, over emotional. She cries too much. I've always been an emotional person and I'm, I'm no longer apologizing for that. I was apologizing for it for a long time, but fuck that. No, you know, I am, that's who I am. And I think it takes strength to be vulnerable and it takes strength to be emotional. And, but I do think that if I'd had my mental health under control and knew about my anxiety and about the self-soothing techniques the first time round, you would have seen a lot less of those outbursts. You know, I just didn't, I was lost and I was dealing with a lot of trauma at the time. My mum my you know confusion and my sort of figuring out my sexuality like that was a really scary yeah journey to be on as well, well with, you yeah. know the unknown of what people were making of it on the outside your family too yeah, yeah. And like I didn't realize that I had become this unwilling poster child for you know homosexuality bisexuality I hadn't I had no idea that that was happening on the outside world mm-hmm. um but I was just I was going through a lot and I it was all unresolved trauma and I didn't have a shrink mm-hmm. and I would love you know, I just wish that I had more understanding of what was happening because I feel like a lot of those emotions, a lot of those outbursts, a lot of those tantrums, a lot of that, you know, anguish that I was going through, um, I would have been able to deal with it a lot better. But this time round, it was so helpful. So firstly, I made sure that I had, you know, an emergency pack of Valium with the Big Brother doctors Mm -hmm. if if and when Mm -hmm. I got to a point where I needed it. 
Sure. I didn't actually never needed it, which was actually so great. And I felt really good about the fact that I was able to talk myself off the ledge before mm. needing anything else. Yeah. But, you know, I had those techniques. I, I was very prepared for Tim Dorma to rile me up. And I really didn't want to let him upset me to the point that I used to get upset. So even that, you know, that first big argument that we had, you see me remove myself mm. from the situation. Yeah. I, I knew if I sat on that couch and continued to engage with Tim, with the toing and froing, mm. you'd get an Estelle blow up. Yeah. Right. And I was like, no, I'm going to walk away. Mm. And so I walk away into the treehouse. I try and calm down. Tim comes for me mm. and tries to continue it. Mm. So I walk away again, you know, and I think there's only so much you can do in that small house, mm. but having those self-soothing techniques and things that I knew helped, you know, I had other stuff that helped me. Um, I took in a essential oil, cedar wood, which is for grounding. Mm. And I would take that and put it on my wrist and just sniff that in a quiet place. Um, finding those quiet pockets in the house, it's very hard. There aren't yeah, I was going to say, where are those quiet pockets? <laughs> the laundry room. <laughs> so I'm so, I'm so glad that they haven't shown, they didn't show any of this, but I would often between the newbie bedroom and the OG bedroom. If you think about where Tim's bed is, so at the end of the room, so yeah. you've got Tim and yeah. Estelle at the back, there's a little kind of walkway that where you can walk along the cupboards into the newbie bedroom. And there was okay. like a divider. I would sit with my back towards the divider. So my back's towards the divider, my front's facing the cupboards. And I it felt there were still cameras that could see me, but are I these, felt these are the wardrobes hidden. that we see. Where there's a chair. No, so that, that's the boudoir. That's our okay. boudoir. Okay. Uh, that's the, they call it the walk in wardrobe. We call it the boudoir. This is, we had little drawers on in the bedrooms against yeah. the back wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I so take a photo of Daniel <laughs> and I would go and sit on the ground <laughs> behind the petition. So that if you walked into the bedroom mm-hmm. from the main door, you couldn't see that I was sitting there. Yeah. And I, that's where I felt most safe mm-hmm. and, and most at peace. And that's when I'd sort of stop have my photo of Daniel. I just stare at it like this, um, put my grounding oil on and just take a few breaths and just try and, and I also, uh, I asked, I requested to speak to the show psychologist, I think twice as well, which I was probably too scared to do the first time round because it felt like I was being dramatic or being, you know, sure. pressure, precious. But or that would be that um, private. Wrong with me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that is the only way you can talk to somebody sure. without a camera on you. So but even I, the first time around, no one, no one would have known you'd asked for that. I guess on live feed, if you spoke about it, they would have. I mean, hang on, there wasn't I a live was, feed for you, was there? No, there was no. the live Twitter. There was a Twitter feed that yeah. would do like minute updates. <laughs> Tony has asked to talk to the psychologist. They just would never do that. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. I was actually forced to speak to a psychologist the first time around. <laughs> I, Get in there. <laughs> I was called to the diary room. And when I went in there, there was a person sitting there. And I was like, oh my God, you must Hello? have shut yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, hey, we just want to check in on you. You know, you're getting pretty upset with these evictions. And I was like, that's oh, fair, geez, You were. <laughs> I cried every day. Like, like I was losing a limb, every single person. I was like, no, don't go. <laughs> we were commenting um, on that when we were re-watching it recently. <laughs> I, I was very upset, wasn't I? You can tell I have abandonment issues, right? Like I've got serious mummy issues, like people that I love leaving me. I'm like, everyone I love leaves me. Um, so, yeah, there were a few things that I had in my sort of, you know, mental health tool belt mm. this time around that, that mm. definitely helped for but, sure. But, but theoretically, being in there, not to mention him again, but with Drew, 
how how were you thinking about uh, not just the perception of that but did your boyfriend know that there was a possibility that you would be in there with you and how did he feel about that and and were you I guess you were worried about the edit showing something in a way that they shouldn't are you looking to see if he's listening <laughs> no I just sniffed off <laughs> off the mic because I'm trying to like not the he's microphone. not interested in listening to this <laughs> no um we yeah again you know when I was asked to come back mm. I thought okay I won't be the only person mm. and as much as I would have given you know I would have bet 500 bucks on the fact that Drew wouldn't be back in that house I thought it would be a miss of us to not discuss the possibility you know yeah. Daniel and I were only four months into our relationship and we'd spent those four months in lockdown so we hadn't really, we'd been really insular, you know, like he wasn't public on my Instagram account. I hadn't shared that people knew I was dating someone. They didn't know who he was. Did we you mention really... him on a podcast, but bleep his name? <laughs> Maybe. I was listening to one of your podcasts <laughs> and you were talking about like dating someone, but you like dipped the sound for the name. I think that was. <laughs> that would probably be because I said his name and then was like, fuck, I haven't lost much attention. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so we had this beautiful little love bubble of, four months of just us, you know, on the couch mm. doing lockdown stuff. Mm. Um, so it was early days. It was really early days to be asked. Lockdown stuff. Lockdown stuff. We know what that <laughs> is. <Buckle. laughs> oh no, oh, literally no. like playing, like uh, playing articulate and, you know, like oh. drinking Aperol spritzes, trying to make it a fun time when it was not a fun time. <laughs> Developing a drinking problem and you know, every, everything else. Um, so yeah, so we had a chat about it and I said, look, you know, I don't see it happening, but on the off chance that someone has somehow managed to convince Drew to come back, how do you feel about it? Yeah. And he was like, look, you know, it was nearly 10 years ago. Like, I trust you. I, you know, it's fine. I trust you. And he, his only request was that I treated Drew the same way I treated every other housemate. Mm. And I think that by watching back, I think that's very clear that I did. You know, he didn't get any special treatment. We barely spoke. We literally, the only time he would put me for a chat is to ask me to do his dirty work. So um, he was great. It was, it has been hard, you know, since. Mm. I think he, he's not really into reality TV. He doesn't really watch anything. He kind of taps in and out of Survivor, but even then he doesn't like dedicate. He'll miss bulk episodes. And yeah. I'm like, you don't even understand what's happened. Like, don't ask <laughs> me to explain it to you. Like, it's too late. You've missed too much. <laughs> so he, I think he grossly underestimated the public's interest in us mm. and so when that when the trailers started dropping yeah. and there were all these articles about us he was like wait what what the fuck like why does everyone care and I was kind of like yeah so we were kind of like you know a big deal well how, um, does, how has he managed to not know about Polly from Big Brother he had no idea who, who I was when we met his housemate told him he's like oh that name sounds familiar uh, was she on a tv show he's like I don't know was she well, like, he had yeah no, and also no I, I don't know but I guess there's not that many Tullys around Tully sounds quite a unique name no no but also like he you know if he didn't know who I was he didn't watch the first time round. um you know I don't I'm not posting about Drew like he doesn't you know he didn't he hasn't listened to the yeah. he just didn't yeah, it's know just it's just about yeah. to him and so he was a little bit taken aback at how much uh, of a drama was being made around this reunion, you know, like yeah. Australia's biggest love triangle. Um, <laughs> but that's that's been really hard. It's been hard yeah. for me. It's been hard for him. It's been hard. I get it, you know, like I've done this shit before. Yeah, and you know the game. Even fully. And I know how TV works and yeah. I know that they're going to, because when the yeah. trailers started, I was like, 
on the phone to everyone that would listen to me. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there is, I know, because I lived the experience, that there is nothing that could, you can't even, I don't care how much frankenbiting you do, (laughs) you can't can't create this storyline. So what the fuck is this trailer, right? Yeah. And, you know, everyone points the finger at everybody else. Oh, that's their their fault. It's them. It's their doing. But I was assured (laughs) time and time again that, they were obviously we're going to milk that for the trailers, but yeah. that once the show actually starts, everyone's going to see that there's actually nothing to it. There was, but, there was really nothing that they could show. I mean, the only thing they could show was you obviously have a long-standing relationship with each other, and there's a sort of an old intimacy between you. But you can tell now it's like a, a he's like an old family member, or an old friend. It's nothing sexual in it at all, and there's no way they could make it seem like that because you could just tell it wasn't. I think it's hard as well. And this is what Daniel has been struggling and what we've been struggling as a couple is that Mm -hmm. I'm someone, you know, who has always remained close with my exes. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not super common. You know, I've got, I've had, I've had this conversation so many times with my own friends being like, what, like how and why? Mm -hmm. I feel like if you spend a bulk amount of time with somebody and you go on holidays and you go through experiences together and you meet their family, you know, it's kind of sad to just cut them off forever and see them never again. I don't, I don't want to do that. Even, even people who have hurt me and Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, Drew hurt me very badly. And I have every fucking right to be an absolute C-U-N-T. You can say it, you can say it on BB on blast. (laughs) Cunt. I have every right to be a cunt. But I think it takes, you know, I think it shows maturity and emotional intelligence to, go above that and actually just be a civil person. I think, I think it would be more concerning in my opinion, if I were in there bitter and angry and pissed off, that shows that I'm still Mm. hung up on him and that he bothers me. Yeah. No growth over that massive expanse of time. He's a mate. He's been a mate for nearly a decade. You know, we've gone through shit together. My mum died. Like we've gone through breakups. I've helped him through breakups. He's helped me through heartbreak. Um, we're, we're mates and yeah and also it's the big brother connection it probably mm. makes it deeper as well don't you think well, living it, that experience right? together that's it he we are closer than most of my other exes because we do have that life-changing mm. experience you know the connection that I have with Tim and that I will always have with Tim mm. I have that with Drew mm. and then you add a romantic legend on top of that mm. that's not something that you can just throw away or that you know, evaporates. We're always going to have that connection. As I've said, you know, in a couple of my interviews, Mm. Drew and Tim are family to me now and they always will be. And you can go through periods where you fucking hate your family. Like Mm. you don't talk to them for months. Mm. You literally want to punch them in the face, but then every Christmas you get (laughs) back together and you share Pavlova and you, you hug and you kiss hello and everything's (laughs) fine. So those two, (laughs) yeah, I want to punch them in the face Mm. often often we do, we do as viewers as well but we still love them as like yeah. i know tim's been getting a lot of shit lately but yeah. to me tim has always been like a bit of a dickhead at times like he always has been you're and not, also a big fan of tim i, I know that as well i fucking love tim tim's one of the best phoebe characters ever, ever. i agree i but agree he, is, he can be a right twat and he can be a little bastard like he is to you that's just a fact yeah. i'm sure he'd admit it himself but yeah but it's like, actually the same as us like he'll piss us off and yeah. then win us back over the next episode so yeah. we have an up and down relationship with him as well yeah <laughs> he's fascinating isn't he like i just find him so fucking fascinating mm. i've known him now for nine years 
you know, he's had a lot of change, a lot of growth, a lot of things that happened in his life. Yeah. We've hung out, we've traveled together. Um, and yet, yeah, it just. You, know, you never quite know where you stand with him. By the no. Way. <laughs> and I really thought we were friends and I thought, you know, we would be solid. And in all the pre big brother stuff, they were like, Oh, you know, what if, you know, how do you feel about Tim? And what about you and Tim, you know, being arch enemies and <laughs> love, hate. And I was like, no, no, no. What? I was like, that's like fuck, nine years ago. Tim and I are sweet now. Yeah. <laughs> and to go into the house and realize that I'm like, Oh, are we not sweet? Like what? Mm. And then some days we were best friends. Some days he just went off me for no reason, but I definitely felt this time around that I had, just made peace with it. And as I said, you know, to Estelle, I tried to say to Estelle, Mm. I was like, look, if you loved him and you have fun with him, if you just, if you don't trust him, if you don't tell him any secrets, if you don't take his word, if you don't, you know, expect loyalty, Mm. you're going to be fine. Yeah. You can have a really fun time with Tim. Mm. It's when you expect something from him. It's when you trust him. Yeah. It's when you mm. want him to be loyal. That's when you're mm. let down and that's when you're disappointed. And it was hard for me. I basically felt like I was watching Estelle go through what I went through the first yeah, time you'd around. Le- you'd and love I was trying to shake yeah. her and be like, you just need to let Tim go, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. I get it. I get it. You want to love him. You want him to love you. You yeah. just need to let him go. Stop expecting him to do better. Stop expecting yeah. him to change. Yeah. He's not going to. Okay. Mm. And all you're doing <laughs> is upsetting yourself time and time again. I was like, yeah. you just need to let it go. It did remind me the way Estelle was with Tim in the second season, the way you were with him in the first season. <laughs> that fight they had over the lollies, I felt like I was in some fucking weird, you know, sliding, sliding doors universe. <laughs> Where I was watching this, you know, because Estelle and I are so different, but also have a lot of, mm. we've got similar trauma, let's say that. Mm. And and I could see her mm. and she was so hurt. She's looking at him like, I, I love you. Like, I just want to work together. And I'm like, oh, babe, you just don't get it, hey. You just don't get it. Yeah. You just don't it, get it. It's it will always be a TV show and a show and a game first yeah. with him, I think, yeah. which has become evident now, even above personal connections which is mm. it's quite hard to take I would imagine for some people mm. Hi, he ha- he happily lives out at the door and I think mm. he has this confidence in that once the show's done everything's going to be fine because that's what's but is the it? case yeah that is, is what's fine <laughs> I mean him and Estelle have some work to do I think they're they're yeah, definitely not that. on talking terms <laughs> we saw yeah. that on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I th- I mean to his credit, uh he did try to reach out to Estelle to yeah, apologize. Um she's just not quite ready to which is totally, you know, fair enough. Fair enough. Um he did do that podcast episode, which I'm sure you guys have seen, where he kind of publicly apologizes to her. I'm glad that he I knew that he'd reached out privately before doing that. If he'd yeah. just done the podcast, I'd have been like, mm. sure. Yeah. Mm. But the fact that I knew he'd actually tried privately yeah. to um, make oh, amends. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you mentioned Tuesday will be interesting. Tuesday will be really yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'm curious. And you mentioned it earlier, but how does it feel to have like the frankenbites happen and to see your words like cut out like that because it's fucking insane this year how much they're doing it's too much i go to write something down for the podcast i'm like i'm not writing that down because they didn't even say that like how weird does that feel for you it's bizarre it's (laughs) so i can't even okay oh i don't know how much i can say oh yeah that the clip of drew and i having that 
heart to heart by the pool mm. on my eviction episode. Mm. That happened in week two. <laughs> no so way. That was actually because, as I said earlier, like he, he'd been not in the greatest of moods. He'd been, you know, going through it and I was copying it a bit. Mm. And I was kind of over it and I was sick of us fighting. And I was like, look, can we just call the truce? Like, I'm sorry if I'm triggering you. I probably am like subconsciously. Yes. You're being a real fucking asshole to me. Can you just like not be so aggressive? Can we just, I was embarrassed. You know, I was like, mm. that's why I'm holding my hand like this when I'm talking to him. I was like, can we just please fucking get along? Like <laughs> everyone else, everyone else is uncomfortable. Yeah. Our constant bickering. No one wants to be around around that. It's mm. it's awkward. Constantly mm. taking shots at each other. It's not comfortable for anybody. And I was like, I literally was embarrassed. And I was like, can we just please pull it together? I'm sorry for whatever I've done to upset you. Obviously, it's something every day. And can you just talk to me a little bit nicer? Don't be so fucking cutting, so moody, so snappy, so aggressive. Um, so that was from weeks and weeks prior to when we saw it. And then there's that clip of me walking around in my shorts and all you see is back of my head. Uh, and okay. the audio, the audio in- implies that I'm having a whinge about being named the biggest whinger, mm-hmm. but that's from a completely different week, Right. that footage. Mm-hmm. So I understand how reality TV works. I totally get it. And I can, you know, and I think also as a society and as viewers, we're getting smarter and we're more clued on to that frank inviting. Mm. But it is hard. And I've seen other housemates voice this as well. It is hard to watch when your words are being taken out of context mm-hmm. and slapped onto different scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like, hang on, that's actually not what happened. And also mm. it's, you know, it's not reality TV then. <laughs> It's not reality. I, you know what? I fucking get it. It's hard. I feel for these producers because mm. we, like, they said to us, they're like, we, we overdid it. Like they had content coming out of their ears. Mm. We gave them so much shit every single day. Like there was, there's so much you guys haven't seen. Oh, there is so much yeah. going no, on. Because we want to see it all. It's so I know. Annoying. I know. And do you guys get access to the seven plus clips? No, not really. Not really. It's hard for us. Struggle to get on there. Because what I'm seeing as a you know BB loyalist, as a as an old school fan, as a you know, I those clips that they put up, those additional like extra BTS Mm -hmm. bits on Seven Plus, that is what we want to see. That's the real content, right? It's us making tinfoil hats on Hacker Week (laughs) because we were so fucking bored, and have it's us doing a fashion show (laughs) where we dress up as each other. Yeah, we've seen a bit of that. You know what I mean? That is what we want to see. Yeah. Just us being us, yeah. us yeah. being yeah. dumb, us being funny, us making friendships, you know. The format That's is too the format is too rigid around the competitions. We want to see those natural conversations. The competitions yeah. are training, but we want to see it so rigidly set, like the, the shopping task, the competition. We're missing like those, you know, people just chatting. Yeah. Don't you think well, we that, watch that... reality TV for those human moments and they're mostly being edited out, which doesn't quite make sense. And I don't know why they're not listening because I know a ton of people have said this. <laughs> I know. I feel like as a viewer, I mean, I'm obviously focusing on clips with myself because, you know, that's what sticks in my mind, you know, the most. But I feel like the clip with me and Drew talking in the three shirt with Paul Lulu attached to us. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. About our relationship, about, you know, how far I've come and, 
you know, me admitting that for a long time I was waiting around for, for him. Um, and then that clip again by the pool, to me, that was, that was the most real yeah. big brother stuff yes. you got to see, right? Yeah. That, that was us just talking, us yeah. being Tully and Drew, having yes. a real live conversation. Yeah. And it's like, so the I don't know. We I were crying that out for that and we praised that too. I remember we yeah. actually yeah. said on the podcast, that was the most real this has felt. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like, so they've got it in them, you know, they know that mm. that's mm. there. It's like, we just want to see a bit more of that. And I think if, you know, if it is picked up again for next season, we haven't heard so far. Um, it, do they need a nightly show? Mm. Will that give us more? Mm of that do they have a live stream so that we get to see that like what i feel like there only needs to be some little tweaks for it to actually be really great because it's, yeah. it's all there the content is there the housemates are great these newbies are copying it so badly but they are fucking fantastic i loved playing with them they are they're so great alicia is actually the best johnson is just and we're just not seeing it and oh, it's, that's it's, a shame it's been rough for me. Mm. I, you know, I came out singing these people praises. And I was like, you wait, you know, I was speaking to Daniel. I was like, you're going to love this person. Australia's yeah. going to fucking love Alicia. Yeah. And then I'm watching the show and reading Twitter and I'm like, oh my fucking God, they hate oh, her. What a shame. Yeah. She hasn't come across well in these edits. Obviously her nice mm. bits have been left behind. She is a, she's a female Tim. Like her and Tim. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> her and Tim were two little naughty school kids. Mm-hmm. She was like kind of like the Tahan to Tim this season. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and they would run around and cause mischief and pull mm. pranks and it, you just, you haven't seen it. I do feel bad that they're getting so much shit because none of them have done anything wrong. Like even Tarasio, I know he's like being the villain now. Like uh, he's like, don't we want that? Don't we want char- some characters to be a bit evil and don't we want conflict or do we want everyone to just get along? You know. I think... I saw Tully's face when I said that. <laughs> Maybe the wrong person. <laughs> I, you know, I've been speaking to all the housemates and I spoke to Johnson yesterday and what he, he said something and I thought, fuck, that's really interesting. The fact that we as OGs were allowed to keep our social media as is, mm. but the newbies had to only post supplied Big Brother content and talk and act as if they were presently in the hat, like, the, the um, present day right, right. right he said you know it sucks because the public already knew who you guys were they've watched you before they've mm-hmm. followed you on social media they know you so of course they're going to be more warm to you of course they're going to be vouching for you he was like you know if we'd been able to use our social media as we wanted maybe they could have seen a bit more about who we are like if he was able to post videos in real time of his thoughts after an episode or mm. post little reels of him with his family throughout mm. the show airing mm. maybe we'd get to see who johnson is because you guys aren't feeling the the warmth for them because you don't know them yeah you're mm. right you're 100% you know right. me yeah. and you know drew yeah of course you're vouching for us because you know us you yeah, don't know sure. these guys yeah you're right but yeah, it can be done. We've seen them. we've seen it done before in Canada, where there were people come back and new people as well, and it didn't fall quite the same, did it? It wasn't quite so divided. I feel like we managed to warm to some people mm. who are new as well. But I feel like you guys have warmed to some of the newbies, have you not? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We have. Um, have, we, <laughs> have, have, have we? Who? Well, Brenton, you like? <laughs> <laughs> of course, you like Brenton. No, Brenton's a win only because I don't want any of the others to win. If Reggie is no longer there. 
it, which we don't know. Pause, hold that chat about Brenton. Oh, no. Um, and I'll, I'm going to uh, plug my phone continued. in. Okay. Do you guys want to call yeah. me back? Or I'll, wait, I'll yeah, just yeah. give it like 10 minutes for the file to just. Oh, for it to okay. yeah, compress. Probably. All right. Here's Tele. BRB again. A bit, a bit. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. So... Gaz was saying you wanted Brenton to win. I wasn't sure about this. What do you think, Tully? Actually, you can't say I don't know. Well, I mean, I feel like I do, I do sort of, I know you guys think it's really funny, but I do feel similar to Reggie in that, like, I don't know, I, I was personally offended that I left before Brenton did. I would have been, I would have been fine. I would have been fine to stay to leave before Jules because Jules was playing a fucking fierce game. Like she was there to mm, play yeah. the minute she went around during that scramble and was trying to get people to go against Reggie. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> you're going to be, the, is this the first person that's going to go against Reggie? Like yeah, she yeah. ruffled some feathers and, you know, she came in there, didn't like Drew, saw through his fucking charm and <laughs> bullshit, like saw through Tim, like she was a fierce fucking player mm. and I would have been happy to, to go before Jules. But Brenton, I was like, mm. How are yeah. you still in there, dude? Like, how are you? What are you doing? Like, what do you yeah. bring? What are you? What are you doing? I described him as a bump on a log last week on the podcast. <laughs> He's a sweet kid. I liked Brenton. I I nice. did. Like, he had some. We had a weird moment where he pulled me aside and was like, "Are we okay?" Like, I've been hearing you saying shit behind my back, and I'm like, "What?" I was like, I was like, dude, are you for real? I was like, I've, I don't have anything against you. Like, that's mm. just not true. Um, but it is, I won't lie, it's a kind of, it's a hard pill to swallow, the fact that he's still in there mm. as an intruder. And so yeah, many these of intruders. Maybe he'll be the first. Maybe he'll be the first intruder to win. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Um, so let's ask you a few more quick fire questions, Tully. Although how quick fire they'll be with you, I don't know. Like- <laughs> I know. I just talk and talk and talk and talk. Don't I? Sorry. So when you knew you were going in with the new format, how worried were you about doing these very kind of athletic competitions? Because when we saw that and we saw the OGs, we thought, oh, shit, well, the OGs are a bit older. And some of them weren't that fit. You are pretty fit. Old. There's a lot of others who are fit. But we were like, oh, shit, they're all going to just go. So the, when you lasted a decent amount of time and Tim lasted these, we were like quite happy because we thought, you wouldn't have a hope in these competitions. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> well, thanks for the confidence. Um, 
No, I was, I was very honest in all my pre-interviews. We were asked a lot of these questions, you know, in our pre-chats. And I was like, I'm going to be terrible. Like, this is just not the game I was designed to play. The reason I was so keen to do Big Brother, apart from being a super fan, was that it is the easiest show to do. Like, you go on the house, you know, back in the days, you go on the house and you sunbank for a bit and you maybe do like, you know, one quick hit on the treadmill and that's about it. Um, <laughs> You know, our Friday night games that we had or the Friday feast, I think our, can't remember what it's called now year, but um, they were like fun stuff, like sit in a bath of ice and eat an icy pole the fastest, you know, like that was <laughs> great. I knew I would struggle and I was, I was scared. I was scared about the challenges, the physical challenges, because I knew I'd be shocking. And I was really nervous about having to nominate and speak about that kind of stuff out loud because it just, I, as a fan of the show, watching the previous two seasons I found it hard to watch I was always like oh god this is uncomfortable like the begging like the, sc- yeah. the scramble yeah. is scramble. just so uncomfortable to watch <laughs> people like having to pull people for chats and basically beg for their life and make all these promises and it's just so uncomfortable and, and I knew I was going to suck at it so the scrambling the, to be able to talk about alliances out loud and the physical challenges, I I knew I was going to struggle with. And, and I, I think I did. I did better than I thought I would do in the challenges, to be honest. You did all right. But, you know, it, it's just not what I'm built for. I'm not built for that kind of a show. You know, if I was going to do the challenge, I'd do the challenge. Or if I was going to survive, I'd do Survivor. It's not the show I signed up for. I wanted to do Big Brother. I don't know Sorry. why they've gone so far down that route because from most of what you hear, people don't really like that element of it that much. <laughs> um, do they, Gaz? Am I wrong? No, I think you're right. But also, I kind of want to know, because um, obviously Tully understands what Australia thinks about this. And mm. I sometimes feel like for us, obviously, over here, no, no, not many people are watching it. We're quite unique in that sense. And it feels like it doesn't have the same pool that it used to. Um, it doesn't seem to really blow up on Twitter as much. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. but um, what is it like now? Like, what's the what's the what's appetite the for it in Australia? What's yeah, what's the buzz? <laughs> it's definitely different to the first time round for sure. I think Big Brother was one of the first and biggest reality TV shows in Australia, and now there are so many. You know, the market is saturated, so to speak. Yeah. Um. You know, it was originally on Channel Ten in its original format. Then it had a little hiatus after the turkey slapping incident. Oh, yeah. When, <laughs> when our ex-Prime Minister John Howard came out and said that the show was an abomination and should be cancelled. They kind of run it to the ground. It got a little bit too smutty. You know, they had shock jock Kyle and Jackie go host it for one season, which was just a joke. Um, Took a break and then Channel 9 brought it back and it was this new kind of family-friendly format. It kind of went back to its roots a little bit and it did so, so, so well. So mm. I watched that first season and I loved it. I just loved it. It felt like the old Big Brother and that's why I auditioned for the second season of that sort of time frame. Mm. Yeah. Nailed it with our season as well. We had a fucking amazing cast and it just did so, so well to the point where they extended our season um, by <laughs> – a couple of weeks like we I think yeah what? how Tim did that and- work out like you didn't sign up for that or I guess you did <laughs> I guess somehow it was just doing so well it was doing so well and so I think the boys you know I think originally we're supposed to be in there for like 90 days but then they ended up being there for like 100 and something days it was just doing really well and then the third season on channel nine they lost some they lost the ball a little bit I don't know whether it was the fact of they tried to replicate our cast too much. There are lots of like Drew Point, you know, Drew Point 
two Drew or tally point. Drew, yeah, Drew there, point are, <laughs> there are a few like it kind of looked like they were trying to copy our cast, but also here in Australia, I remember that season. The network, for some reason, it was on like six thirty on a Monday night, seven on a Tuesday night, seven thirty on a oh. Wednesday night. So it was really hard. No one can the... keep up with that shit. No. We've had that done over here too. Mm. It, there was no rhyme or reason. They would change the show last minute. It would go, oh, tonight's on at eight, and you, and you, no one would yeah. know. So I remember speaking to the producer at the time, Alex Mavrodakis, who's just the best, and he was really frustrated because he's like, no one can follow the show because it's just mm. changing all the time. Mm. And so it kind of bombed. And then it went away for a bit and then they brought it back and it was this new format. Yeah. And, you know, again, as a Big Brother loyalist, I, there are bits and pieces that I like from both series. I think the main thing it is missing is the live, the live quality. It needs to be live. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> it needs to be live. This, this eight month gap between filming and airing, it just, it doesn't work. It's so, so weird. Many levels. It's so you must just feel like you're in limbo, especially if, you were in the final three. Like, how weird not knowing that you've won for that amount of time. It's nuts. Oh, but, like, also, like, that's a long time, you know. Like, Taras in the house talks about his girlfriend, mm. his girlfriend Zoe. Uh, he no longer has a girlfriend. Oops. Like, <laughs> things things change. You know, I remember thinking in that house mm-hmm. with all this hoo-ha about Daniel and, you know, me wanting my video from Daniel and blah, 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 yeah. blah. I was like, God, imagine if we're not even together in this fucking air. It's like, how embarrassing. <laughs> Um, but the live element is definitely missing. Like, mm. and again, this is one of those things where I feel for the newbies because when I was evicted in 2013, mm. I came out to a crowded auditorium. I had people yelling my name. I yeah. had people holding signs mm. with my name on it. I had Sonia on stage. I had my big exit interview. Mm. And this time around, I got shoved in the back of a car and sent to a hotel. <laughs> like it was so anticlimactic. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. Is this, yeah. Where's the fanfare? <laughs> yeah. Is this it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think the for sure that that live element's missing, but yeah, it's it's different. It's definitely different. There isn't that obsessive hype around it that it there used to be. Yeah. Um, I still do... pulling good numbers with like the the online sort of catch up versus <laughs> yeah 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 live, but yeah, it's, it's it differently these days. Yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely there's definitely a different feel this time around. Yeah. Like I. I came out of that house the first time round, and I had like 300,000 followers mm, mm. this time round, I think if you look at the newbies, I think Alicia has the most and she already started with 10 K. I think yeah. she's got 20 K. Yeah. It's tiny. Even that is yeah. just, yeah, it's crazy. This Isn't is that crazy. because aren't the young people not on Twitter though? We're kind of old now and like everyone's on snap. No, not Snapchat. What's the other one? TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. Do you know what? This is the most I've had Twitter for forever because I worked in advertising before I did Big Brother. This is the most active I've been on Twitter in a very long time. And my followers, like I've got like 60K again on Twitter. I'm like, how can I make money from this? People are using Twitter still? I had no idea. But Tully, you talking about your old series, I'm just going to like fangirl over it a little bit now because I recently rewatched it with my boyfriend, Jack. He'd never seen it before. He said it was the best thing he'd ever seen, even better than Breaking Bad. And, he, <laughs> and it was just the cast, the casting on your old series was just perfect. Like even the people who you hated, so to speak, not hated, they were just so fun to sort of 
hate like Ed, for example. Like you don't hate him, but you know, he was just trying his hardest. And it was just so like the sugar sisters fucking drive me nuts. Oh. But they're just the perfect people <laughs> to hate. And just like you, Drew, to haunt it, just all the different characters was just everything about it, all the twists, the nomination booth, like just so everything about it was just perfect. The only bad thing was you went too early. That was the annoying part. But apart from that, just everything about that season just worked so, so fucking well. It's so, it stands up so well. It's still such a great piece of TV, even though those whole fucking 90 episodes of it to watch it back is still such a joy. <laughs> I I feel like I'm able, obviously it's, I'm, I am biased, just, <laughs> you know, fucks. I was part of it, but I, also as a fan of the show, I agree. Like it was an amazing cast um it we just there was something for everybody you know like there was a character that every single person could get behind we often joked that that season that really ticked every fucking minority box right Mm -hmm. like we had we had I was bi we had Ben who was gay we had Jazz who was African-American heritage with an afro we had fucking Rohan who was a waste of space but he was Indian (laughs) we had Michaela who was Asian and adopted we had um two sisters we had a firefighter we had a an army guy we had a football player we had do you know what I mean like we just had yeah something for everyone yeah. Yeah. and what does that it, tell you about diverse casting right <laughs> it should just be that way yeah for sure I mean I was surprised I remember coming coming into the house and be like oh we haven't got any Asians we're, we're no no yeah. it's going the other way now hasn't it a little bit feels like well I it's it, yeah I mean yeah, it's it's a tricky subject to broach, yeah. uh, yeah. but I I feel like 2013 was really Big Brother's glory days. It really was, and I'm I'm so proud and grateful to be a part of that series. Alex Mephrodakis really is the godfather when it comes to reality TV here in Australia. He makes amazing television. He really does. He just gets it, and he now produces Love Island Australia and I'm a Celebrity Australia. He no longer does Big Brother which is really sad because he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just fucking gets it. And it's funny because I watch not so much Love Island Australia, but I'm a celebrity and I can see Alex through the show. Right. There'll be a challenge or there'll be a task and it just reeks of Alex Mavrodakis mm-hmm. yeah. and that big brother era that he was responsible for. You know, there are bits and pieces. I know you guys have said this before in your podcast that, if you're watching multiple Big Brothers, whether it's Canada, UK, we all they all borrow things from yeah, each other, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whether it's whether it's the fit out of a room or a theme of a room or mm. it's a challenge, word for word, copied mm. and pasted. Mm. Um, I watch I'm a celebrity and I can see Alex <laughs> Membrodakis's handiwork. Yeah. <laughs> um, he just won a Logie, which is like our mm. you know version of like a I don't know, fucking MTV Movie Award. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, because he was up so many years for the show and he, he never got one, but he just won a Logie. <laughs> and I'm now begging him to put me on Arm of Celebrity, get me out of here. Yeah. That's my, oh. next, that's my you, next goal. How would you cope Absolutely on that show? <laughs> oh, I'd be awful, which would be hilarious, right? <laughs> I would complain all the time. I'm scared of snakes, but it raises money for charity. So I could raise money for Dementia Australia, which is something that's really important to me. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. It just feels like the next step for me. It just feels like the next, you know. But I also know that Tim's been approached before to do it. So again, oh, no. once again, oh, God, no. once, once again, it's Tim versus Tully. Like, who oh, gets no. In there first? <laughs> and 
Tally, have you ever watched any of the other international Big Brothers? Did you watch, not even when Tim was on Big Brother Canada? <laughs> no, do you know what? He did it so close to our season that I needed a break from him. Yes, um, I wasn't keen, Tahan watched it online but I just needed a break from the Tim show for a bit um, I kept I kept abreast of it yeah. and I, I loved that he was doing so well and I supported him in that obviously yeah but I just I couldn't handle maybe it was my bruised <laughs> ego I don't know but I couldn't handle watching more yeah. of the Tim show yeah to be Fair honest uh, but I have <laughs> I have watched bits and pieces of Big Brother UK over the years um different clips here and there and I used to watch bits on YouTube and I remember seeing them smoking in the backyard and being like what the fuck they're just there just like sucking on darts I was like this is wild this is so wild so so much about this format is so yeah this format's so different like we had a day off oh did you oh wild to me oh, i was like what purist, do you mean your purists will be going mad i mean come on are, are you saying that's because like production went around i think i used to mention this there was like a skeleton crew on sundays right? yeah all the camera crew in the weren't even glass windows this time around the camera no, crew the in sheet, the, that, in the just holes a sheet in the with wall. some guy behind it right <laughs> so weird i you're trying to have a conversation and you see a burly arm and a camera <laughs> pop up behind the person you're talking to <laughs> to try and not act as if they're there and trying to stay normal like it's yeah ruins anyway. the magic a bit how hard it? is it to fit mirrors <laughs> in Impossible. those gaps you know they should just put a mirror there <laughs> we had no fucking mirrors tim and i were walking around trying to find a mirror because they're so used to having mirrors everywhere i'm like where are the fucking mirrors in this place <laughs> no but sundays this is probably a production secret or whatever i've broken that many rules by this point sundays were our day off so the camera crew weren't there so we were still being recorded and filmed with the cameras Mm. that were in the house so on the roofs on the whatever but there was no you know movable camera crew we weren't allowed to talk about strategy at all or the game Mm. so it was actually a really nice day probably Mm. the the most like normal big brother day that we had because people were more open to talking about their lives Mm. and you know, their hopes, their dreams, mm. funny sex yeah. stories, their mm. worst dates ever. Mm. That's when we had the best conversations because we weren't able to strategize and have little secret meetings and, you know, block people out. We were way more cohesive as a ha- as a house, as a family. Mm. They were my favorite days. You mm. know, I had yeah. some amazing chats with Tim, some really vulnerable just the bravado was down, you know, it was Tim and Tully just talking about life and shit that we've gone through together. And it was sad even during the chats thinking this is never going to make it to air. And this is the stuff that people want to see. Yeah. Has um, none of that footage made it to even the website at all? It wouldn't be the, allowed if it the, was on the day off. The fashion show, that was on a day off, but we okay. knew as well, we knew it was too good that they would put it somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. If not in the main show, we knew that they'd, it was too good. We were too great that day. Like, that was amazing. That was a fucking funny day. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's the days off were bizarre. And then we got, got to watch a movie. Oh, cool. Oh. What? Like, yeah, that's, like, unheard of. Wild. Like, outside interference. Like, outside <laughs> entertainment. Like, what the fuck is going on? And so... Once we knew that, every Sunday we would just yell out throughout the day. We'd all be fighting over which movies we wanted to watch because <laughs> my brother would choose for us. But if right. enough on, of us, you're telling me you had to get to watch a movie every Sunday. Every Sunday on a day off, we got to watch nice. movies. That's wow. crazy. That's a cushy life in the, in the BBC. Yeah. But also, like, 
what do you mean? What do you mean we have a day off? Mm. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine, I don't know. Again, it just felt wrong to me as a, yeah. you know, old But I guess school. once you got your head around it, it was probably welcome, right? To take the pressure of constantly being mm. in a game. It was nice. It, it was nice because the newbies in particular, you could actually have conversation with them where they weren't like, but who are you putting up? But who yeah. are you coming for? Yeah. Where do you stand? Yeah. You know, you could actually be like, so, you know, tell me about your mom. Like, mm. you know, yeah. are you guys still close? Do you get along? Mm. They let their walls down mm. for a bit, which mm. was not common for them. So that was really that's nice. But some of the crazy. best chats happened on a Sunday. And yeah, for you, that Sunday was like, let's do Big Brother. But yeah, that's the bit we'll never see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was the nicest. Like we had Terrace's birthday. Oh, I haven't shown that either. Terrace turned 34 and we got a cake and um, someone gave, who, who was it? Brenton? Brenton gave him a strip tease. Like put him <laughs> on a chair, like Magic Mike style. And we gave him like a strip tease. Like mm-hmm. that's the stuff that I love the most. And the stuff, the moments that I love the most, I knew were the moments that the public would want to see. Mm. Yeah. Um, definitely. You know, like we had singing dance parties in the showers. Me and the girls would sing really loudly in the showers. Like have a rock concert. Like we can't sing, obviously, because I don't <laughs> own the rights to the songs. Hold so. on. We know you can sing because we know you can sing. I got my boy. <laughs> get you good. I, I love it. You guys can I can't believe and, and shake, shake it around. Shake it around. So we know that's a lie because we know that Hot Pants was it. We just hot sung pants? Hot Pants with Tully. We've made it. <laughs> I love, you know what? When I'm ever feeling down, I'll pop those two clips on on YouTube. And I really, that brings me so that makes me so nostalgic like that was so much fucking fun <laughs> so much so fun. fun that was such a good task I even like the boys song I know it's an unpopular opinion but I, I thought the boys did better than us I can't believe we won the boys were great <laughs> no, the girls were a lot better but <laughs> really? the boys had their moments. uh 100 oh the girls are really- the girl fuck. the girl bands See, are always bring those challenges boys. back fuck us running to room to room I know we're, so uh, we're done we're with so that we're done with that the same siren too yeah. like wah, wah, yeah so Tally, i've had an outside question because you did a tweet and our friend alfie who has watched oh everything. alfie yeah know you know alfie. alfie you know alfie he's always always <laughs> in everyone's business he says because he's watched all the old baby australias um was there anyone from the old series like any old series that you were hoping to see when you went in the house yes there were there were plenty so obviously having a few from my season would have been just comfy you know yeah. jazz mm. and i if you remember jazz i do she, i remember her yeah <laughs> so i often joke jazz and i were really close we our first ever challenge in 2013 was like a getting to know you best friends thing and we had to try and find our bestie in the house and she ended up being mine and we were so tight and i really loved her and she left way too soon yes. and i often yes. joked i often blame her i'm like you know what if you didn't leave then nothing would ever happen with you <laughs> and i like you're the reason it happened i lost my friend um jazz would have been great tahan is obviously a fucking fantastic player oh, very entertaining tahan's yeah. great boogs as well so boogs is an intruder that i actually never got to play with because she mm. i left and she came oh, yeah but She's fucking amazing and we're, we've been so close, you know, mm. post-show and she would just be so much fun to have in there. Mm. But also on a personal level, I a lot of the Big Brother housemates from the season before me, mm. really lovely. And in in a way that I kind of try to do the same now with the 
you know, the fellow mm. housemates below me. They were very maternal and paternal and mm. looked after me. Mm. Michael Beveridge is a fucking, he's amazing. He was so funny and great and could have won it had he not fucked it up by hooking up with Estelle. <laughs> um, Josh Moore was an amazing housemate that left way too soon because his brother passed away and he had to leave the house. And I, I always remember. felt like he he deserved a second chance. Mm. Um, Stacey Wren. Mm-hmm. from the season before me she was incredible so funny we are also very close and mm-hmm. she's just so much fun and then touching on the last three seasons you know during my chats with the housemates from last season on too much tully mm. i really love sid i feel like we didn't get to see enough of sid yeah he was interesting he, he's brilliant yeah. he's really brilliant and we just didn't get to see that of him he was pulling all kinds of sneaky moves mm. I feel like he's kind of like a Taras player. Like he was he a dark horse. Yeah, yeah. And we just didn't get to see that because he wasn't involved in the drama. So mm-hmm. when you're not involved in the drama, mm-hmm. and this is coming yeah. from someone who's involved in the drama always, <laughs> you don't get a lot of airtime. You know, look at JC, the poor doll. Yeah. God, poor thing. Beautiful though. <laughs> Beautiful kid. Actually really lovely and yeah. funny and yeah. actually made some big moves. And mm. we just, mm. he said four words. Yeah. His whole him. time in the house, he said four mm-hmm. words. Um, Sid, I really loved th- during our chat. Tilly obviously is a great housemate. Yeah. Marley, I'm obsessed with. I yeah. just think that boy is just heaven on a stick. <laughs> um, what do you think yeah, of Danny really, Hayes? Have you listened to my interview with Danny? Hayes? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, was, that didn't go well, did it? Wasn't, yeah, wasn't he on the defensive with you? He was very, very. He yeah, popped so- up with a list of questions to ask me. <laughs> He said, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was. He had skimmed. He had skimmed. Not properly listened to my podcast. He'd skimmed, and he had a list of issues with me and questions. And he was he flipped it back on me, and I was feeling he was trying to make me feel small. And it's yeah. fine. I wasn't bothered by it. But people listening to it said he was trying to like mm. manhandle <laughs> you and put you in your yeah. place. Yeah. 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 I forgot about that. Okay. Glossing over I think that. Danny is the great player. Again, you know, He's credit, where credit, credit where credit is due. Mm. He played an amazing game. Mm. Um, I think he's very entertaining. I I think he did himself a disservice going back on VIP. Oh, that was so VIP. bad. Yeah. It was stacked against him, though, really. He didn't have a chance. And Big Brother, I mean, Big Brother helped him out a lot first time around, and I don't think they helped him second time around. I mean, he was a last-minute call-up to replace Katie Hopkins. Yeah. Who oh, yeah, I forgot hate. about that drama. Yeah, yeah we all, we all yeah. hate Katie Hopkins. fucking hate her. Yeah, I was, bit... I was actually really upset with the franchise yeah. for yeah. even considering. It's dangerous casting. Yeah, you shouldn't she's... be casting people who are that dangerous. Yeah, she's... Evil. Why? Why are we giving her a fucking platform? Why are we giving yeah. her a voice? Why are we bringing her to this country? Yeah. Fuck off! You yeah. guys keep her. We don't want her here. We don't like, want her. You can have take her. her. <laughs> take her, please. <laughs> we've had to watch like, her. In, we've had to watch her in Big Brother before. She's been our celebrity, a celebrity Big Brother. I thought yeah. the Thomas Markle casting was a bit annoying as well. <laughs> I mean, he was okay. Didn't he have a heart attack or something? That's his dad. <laughs> But he was just, uh, it's just one of those bits of casting that just feels a bit dirty, feels a bit wrong. I'm friends with Josh Mm. and he's a good kid and I loved watching him succeed. And I obviously Mm. love Luke from Survivor. Mm. Um, Oh, he was lovely. Yeah. Yeah. He's a sweetheart. I'm glad he fucking finally won. Jesus Christ. I've got to remember who Josh was there for a second, but I remember now he's a social media guy. Yeah. The pretty hot boy. Yeah, yeah. He's a cutie. Um, yeah, I feel like, you know, and that's a risk when you come back and you do it for a second time. You can 
ruin your reputation or yeah so I just feel like Danny shouldn't have done no no it's a shame I would love to see Danny and Tim go head to head and just see how that goes (laughs) for sure I agree as a fan but put me nowhere in I'm not like I cannot handle can you imagine God, they'd both no. be after you. They'd both be after you. <laughs> oh my God, I can't. I can't handle that. You know what sucks though? Thinking about like the old versus new versions, I could never have imagined ever in a million years because it was so bad the first time around. I could never have imagined the support that I, I got this time around. It, okay. it blew me away. I was completely flawed by everybody's love and also acknowledgement of the work that I've done and how much I have grown and changed. It was so validating and so surprising. I I still got trolled, obviously, but just overall, it was just so supportive and lovely. It made me think that, in fact, it was a Twitter follower that said it to me. They're like, if it was the public voting, Tully, you actually fucking had a chance this yeah, time around. Yeah. I was like, That's so true. oh, my God. Yeah. If it was the public voting and I was up against Drew and, and Johnson, mm. they would have sent Drew home. Like mm. I could have lasted yeah. quite a while. hundred mm. percent. Mm. I wish it had been. I wish it had been. Yeah, <laughs> same here. <laughs> so what I we think gonna those do? days are gone. We're on a countdown now. So what are we can do? Do you need Should to go? Let it go, no? If you guys have more questions. Well. I'm just talking. I'm talking way too much. You guys should you know, stick to your I'm questions. Good. No, you're good. I think I've pretty we, much covered mine. I'm happy to carry on talking. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, guys? The problem is we would talk all day given the chance, but we need to probably Honestly, do a, a wrap the chat up. would be way more interesting <laughs> off air. Oh yeah, let's wrap up the chat. <laughs> and how much wine have you had now, Tolly? <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Oh, okay, I know oh, you're doing all right. You're doing all right. That's What's fine. that? That's like less sensible. Just less than half a bottle. That's a couple of glasses. Yeah, that's fine. That's like okay. you know. I mean, okay. Here's the couple of glasses amongst friends. Here's the here's the boring question that you probably answered a million times before. Would you play Big Brother again? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I knew that. I would go. I would go back a million times. Like, <laughs> it's funny because neither time was easy. Mm. Like, I haven't been given a fucking easy ride either time. I've copped it and I've copped it on the chin. I've been a good mm. sport uh, both times, but it hasn't been easy. But I just love this game. Mm. I love. I love it so much. I I live and breathe it. I really feel strongly about the franchise. I hope it sticks around. I really do because I think mm. it does have legs. I think there is still so much love for Big Brother. You know, I'm I've finally come out from behind the shadows in the this, I don't know if you guys know, but the behind the Big Brother forums. Oh, I oh, heard yeah, you yeah. talking about it on your podcast. <laughs> I've I have been a watcher of this forum since I was a kid. Mm. And sure. I, for the first time, have come out from behind because mm-hmm. it used to be so negative about mm-hmm. me. Like I'd yeah. watch, I, I was a fan, I, I was a member, well, a watcher as a fan of the show. And then I went on the show and then I would watch it and it would be very bad mm-hmm. about me. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought I'm just going to stay hidden in the shadows. Yeah, but when the tide started changing this mm-hmm. time around, I was like, I felt a bit more confident to sort of be like, hello, I'm here. <laughs> um. And I bet everyone loved it, didn't they? Yeah, I, I was. It's it's hard because you don't, you don't want to come out and make people feel like they have to like kiss your ass or like yeah, I want yeah. people to be honest still. Like yeah. if you fucking hate me, you can still hate me. Like I can handle it. But the love that has been this time round has been such a welcome surprise, and it's been so worth it. And 
there is still so much love for the show. Mm. There really is. And so much love for the OGs and so much love for me. And these people that still watch and that still follow me and still, you know, follow what I'm up to. They're the reason I have my job. They're the reason I have the podcast. I'm so grateful and appreciative because they're, they're the reason I'm still here. I reply to every single DM that I get and mm-hmm. it takes, it's a full-time job, literally. Like it's, it takes a lot of time from my day, mm-hmm. but I'm like, this person has taken a minute, a second out of their day to message me. Mm-hmm. Why when I do the same back? Like they're the reason I'm, I get to do what I, what I do every day and, and love it. So I would go back and do Big Brother again and again and again and again. I would love to come and do an international version. Yeah. There was, there was like a, a quick chat about me doing South Africa Big Brother, like back Ooh. in 2013. And I was like, yeah, I'm down. And then it, mm. nothing came from it. Mm. I'd love to do Brother Canada like Tim did. I'd love to do Brother UK. I'd love to do even just like US. I'd, love, I'd do any Big Brother, really. I just, I love a, the show. We can put a word in for you, Big Brother Canada, because we we know the hosts, so. Um, <laughs> Tim would not, not hate just... that. Tim would fucking hate that. But yeah. I would love and the, to do oh, it. Oh yeah, we know the producer. She's the, as pro- well. she's the producer now, so she's yeah. not just the host. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot we'll, she's the executive producer now as well. We'll, we'll make it known. We'll make and it known. she and you would be such a good character. Like, yeah, that would be really, really good. I would love to do that. As long <laughs> as yeah, you know what? I just yeah, I really do live and breathe the show. I really do. I have the DVD. I have. We had scratches here at one point with people's faces on them, housemates' faces on them, like. <laughs> I just, I really love the show and um, yeah, it's been such an honor to become, to be asked to come back for the 21st anniversary of it. Like that's just, if you could tell little Tully who used to watch it live on the, you know, on the live streams late at night that she was not only a housemate, but was considered royalty. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Not everyone becomes a big brother legend and you've definitely achieved it. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks. I try. (laughs) I might have fucked up my life the first time around, but I think I've redeemed myself this time around. Hundred yeah, percent. What What should we do? Should we wrap up and then should we come back? Yeah. Debrief. Or are you done? Tommy? I'm happy to, but you need to. No, go I'm on. happy to. Do you want to have a little ten minute, just little? Yeah, sure. No worries. Okay. <laughs> do you want to wrap it up officially? Was that wrapped? Oh up yeah. Officially? Should we wrap wanna... it up officially? Yeah, let's wrap it up officially. Okay. Tully, thanks. thanks. So yeah, thanks so much, Tully. We really appreciate that you've <laughs> taken the time to speak to us on you know your evening when you've got a lot going on. Head of the final. Thanks for listening to our podcast as well. We really appreciate it, especially when we put such a hideous photo of you one week. <laughs> yeah, that, that was Sorry. not cool, guys. Come on. That was straight from you, like Pornhub or like Red Shoe. That was an awful shot of that me. That was really bad. No, thanks for, thanks for watching and thanks for loving, you know, the franchise as much as I do. Like, that's what I get from this podcast the most. Like, you guys know your shit. You've, you've watched not just my season, but so many other seasons and you re- recollect things so easily. And <laughs> I guess it's nice to talk to other people that love it as much as I do. So it's been an absolute delight and you guys are the best. Oh, thanks. I would both- do this. I'd do this every night. Honestly, I'm happy oh, to do we, it every night. We are both avid listeners of too much telly and we have recommended it to so many people. We both listened oh, to yeah. it for years. Um, Actually, one of my friends who I was talking to earlier just said, tell Tully she's a legend. She gives such good life advice. Yeah. Like, all of your stuff about love and like personal lives. I sent that shit to some of my friends and this one friend in particular is like so thankful for that that mm. content that you're putting up. Oh, sorry. So, that honestly means the world to me. Thank honestly, you. It's, so, it's so interesting <laughs> to see like just the different subjects you do. And, you know, I wasn't originally a telly fan, but I listened to it because I was like, what's going on? And I, you know, was one over. So. <laughs> yeah. You know what? One fan at a time. I'll win them all over eventually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Telly. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Bye.
well, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that, juicy gossip listeners? <laughs> Did you enjoy that? <laughs> we I enjoyed that. it. Yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to, uh, we obviously tweeted about this a while ago. Typical BBAU style, we've dropped it about a month after we put the promo <laughs> out. Um, I just wanted to thank everyone who was excited and um, commented, including Jayhawk, Dean Barney, Axe, um, Braden, you said, although I don't see him here. <laughs> and... Braden would have been excited about it, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and Richie IRL, who uh, said, I've never been more excited for a podcast. Love BB on Blast. They are so good. Uh, I love Richie. Nice, isn't it? Yeah, very nice. We're going to be back soon with our reactions to the finale and uh, the outfits <laughs> in particular. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and we also want you to let us know if there's any other housemates that you'd like us to talk to, because apparently they're within our reach. So get in our DMs. There's one on our wish list in particular. Yeah, we're working on something, but uh, <laughs> don't hold your breath. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> we could have the exclusive with, with Mel on the way. <laughs> Oh, oh, I thought we were trying to talk to Sal from last week. <laughs> <laughs> so before we forget, follow me on Twitter, like at BM. Follow me on Twitter, BB underscore superfan. Follow Tully on Twitter as if you're not already. T so, underscore Smythe. E-E-E. Underscore S-M-Y-T-H. To spell out this shit. <laughs> <laughs> follow BB on Blast everywhere too and subscribe for more content. Yeah, so you don't miss out on all these juicy exclusive once every three years. <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on. Wasn't that like five years ago? <laughs> At least four. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for watching. We'll see watching you or listening. Well, whatever the hell it is. And watching <laughs> and listening. And we shall see you for some BB24 coverage coming up soon. Neither of us have seen mm. very much so far, so. No. <laughs> we'll be back soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.